Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 251. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm Dijiron Mess. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I'm Mako-chan. And we are not going to Capsicon this weekend because we like to save money. Mm-hmm. No. No? Hmm? You said no? No, I'm not going because we didn't get a hotel and I don't want to go by myself. That too. That too. And I couldn't find like, find anyone to switch with me, so getting a time off would have been a big pain in the ass. And I get my schedule three weeks in advance, so I kind of sort of forgot. Oops. Yep. And, you know, they say, shit happens when you party naked. Hmm. And no, I am not naked. It is too cold for that shit. And it was snowing. Was still is. Yeah, not my mate isn't. I came well, not anymore. Well, on my way home, it was snowing, and if I look at my um phone right now with with Nozomi on there, um, yeah, I see snow coming coming down. So it's like, yeah, we, we we got some snow going on in here. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Is that a, is that a Mako-chan no or a Grumpy Cat no? Uh, that would be a, I really, really, really fucking wanted it to snow, and it's not. Oh, you can't have it all. I wanted a snow day. Mm, but you can't have a snow day, not this time. I wanted a snow day. Well, too bad. I wanted to stay home and play video games. You would have got paid if, from work if you'd have got cl- if it was closed because of the snow. No, I wouldn't have, but it would have been a legit excuse to not go into work. Mm. And then I would have been able to stay home and play Legos. Wait, what are Lego video games or physical Lego bricks? Um, the Legos Dimensions, and I kind of need a carry case for all of the add-ons that I have for it. Did you even get the case yet? No, I have to get one because I, I just added three more figures today. Oh, Lord. I wanted the Ghostbuster pack. <sighs> what? One of my friends was nice enough to purchase me the Doctor Who fun pack for my birthday. And um, with some of the money that my mother got me for my birthday, I went and got some of the character packs, um, three of them. Um, and then um, I, yeah, and, and then I had to go and get the Ghostbusters pack tonight. Some people, it's fabric. Others... Computers and video games. For some, it's Amiibo. For Mako-chan, it's Lego Dimensions. I love the Lego games. It's it's not just Lego I'm sure Dimensions. Not the only one. 
It's not just LEGO Dimensions, get it right. I really, really, really enjoy the LEGO games. Um, when we went to Walmart the other day and I got my characters, um, I actually got my cousin into playing LEGO games. <laughs> so she actually purchased the first um, LEGO Marvels video game. Mm. And maybe when we get through that one, we'll purchase the second one. <laughs> but yeah, I've got way, 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 way too many figures now. Mm hmm. And cats that enjoy playing with small little things. So I really need a Gary case for them. Or at least a Tupperware bucket. I could do it that way, but I'd rather have something that I can. a little bit padded so that if it drops, they don't all break on me. True. Anywho, we are live tonight, week of February 9th, 2016, here on the VOG Network. We're here live Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. We'll replace Thursdays at 2. Check out our interactive chat room at live.vognetwork.com. Chat clients such as Merck, XChat, Chatzilla can use irc.gamesurge.net. The chat room is VOG, V-O-G. Or if you head on over to AnimeJamSession.com slash VOGNetwork, there's more information about the VOG Network and the podcasts are on this network, and there is an IRC link. If you click on it, your default chat client will bring you right into uh, the chat room. And before we get into how was your week, how was your day, I have to make a bit of a something of an important announcement. Did you all know today is National Pizza Day? Yes, also, I did. It's also National Pancake Day. Nobody cares about pancakes. It's National Pizza Day. Deadpool cares about pancakes. Deadpool ain't here. He loves the smell of 378,244 pancakes in the morning. Lord. Yeah. I watched somebody make a Deadpool pancake of Deadpool making pancakes. Jesus Christ. So, and yes, I hear that song in the background. That's awesome. Yes. I so, actually ended up having both at uh, two different meals today. Completely unintentional. I still have frozen waffles in my freezer because I don't have a waffle. I don't have a toaster, a toaster, which I have to fix soon. But anywho, pizza around the room. Okay, Mako, your favorite topping. Too many to name. Just name one. My favorite pizza, not just topping. My mm -hmm. favorite pizza is a white Hawaiian pizza. Okay. Ari? Oh, pepperoni and bacon, without a doubt. Yeah, I could put that on my list. Pepperoni and bacon. Sometimes just plain pepperoni. And, and sometimes... I even get a hankering for salad pizza. Salad pizza? Salad pizza? Yeah, it's, it's the dough. And there is the... Some, depending on where you go, there is a tomato sauce and cheese on there. But on top, it's like lettuce... Tomatoes, onions, olives. Oh, I've seen them. I'm not yeah. a fan of heated lettuce. It's not. It's not really. It's not heated. It is when you want hot pizza. Mm mm. When I go and get, they don't throw. It, they just hand it to you. You know. Oh. Yeah, but the lettuce will absorb the heat from the pizza. Mm. And it gets all you know, not crisp and uh, you know right. chewy, and it's. Yeah, and you don't know how long it's been sitting there. But you know what's really interesting when you see like like the I call them quote unquote uh, gourmet pizzas such as 
Buffalo chicken pizza. I love buffalo chicken pizza. Lasagna pizza. Not a fan of that one. Uh, Never chi- heard of it. Yeah, chicken parmesan pizza. I like chicken parm pizza. And fi- I like um, Philly cheesesteak pizza. Yeah, the Philly cheesesteak. I like bruschetta pizza. Never had that one. That one's bruschetta? Actually br- bruschetta. Say it right. I thought it was... Oh. <laughs> she just out-guineaed you. My Dago's, my Dago ancestors hiding their heads in shame. <laughs> oh God! Well, the, the females anyway. The males are like the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, um, lasagna pizza. It's just, it's just like regular lasagna, but it's on pizza though. It's so. carb overload. Yeah. Chicken There's and no... bacon ranch pizza. Yep, have yes. that too. But still, my favorite specialty pizza is a white Hawaiian. Thanks a lot, San Francisco. You ruined pizza. First it was the lions, and now you. The hell was that from? Anger from Inside Out. I never seen Inside Out. You need to see that. There's a lot of movies I need to see. Mm. Anyway, let's kick things off with How was your week and how was your day? Kicking off with Ari, how was your week and how was your day? Uh, well, it was mostly... <clears throat> mhm. Uh, sorry about that. I, I don't know, I'm like catching something. Anyhow, it, uh, it was mostly work-related. Mm. I got paid today, which is good, because my bank account was kind of hurting. And uh, let's see what else. I also, like, last Friday I walked into a Staples to get my, uh, my dues card for my... Uh, Freemasons Lodge, you know, laminated so it looks all nice and I won't get, you know, all dog-eared in my pocket. Right. And I'm talking to the clerk who uh, does the lamination who's like ringing me up. He goes, all right, I got to ask, what is a anime jam session? Because that was what I put for the business on it. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, give him the abridged version of what we do, what, what we are, you know, cool. the podcast stuff. <clears throat> I, uh, so I don't know if he's actually listening or not, but hey. Be nice to get at least one new viewer. Hey, one more than we previously had. I think it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I was at Mako's on Sat on Sunday for the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And her birthday party as well, but most, but mostly for a birthday party. And uh, let's see. Oh, today I also picked up my tuxedo. Oh. Yeah, because I'm an officer in my lodge. All mm-hmm. the officers have to wear tuxedos. Oh. The normal dress good for everyone else, you know, suits and whatnot. But mm, okay. yeah, I, had, I, I was you know strapped for cash, so I was referred to this one place in uh, Mount Mount Laurel. Is it? Yeah, Mount Laurel, and it was only cheap, but it looks really nice. I ended up spending like just under three hundred dollars for a whole thing. You know, jacket tie, jacket tie, shirt, suspenders, vest, pants. I have my own shoes, which is good because I don't. Because if they try to get you know dress shoes in my size, it would have been another three hundred bucks easily. Hmm. But yeah, now that I now that I actually have a tux and I can look pre- I can look presentable in the lodge, and eventually I might get a picture of me in it. But you know who knows? Come on, you look dashing in a, in a tuxedo. Come on, dude. Oh, I thank you. You're welcome. So, uh, yeah, that's how things have been going for me this week. That's good. 
Alright. Mako-chan, how was your week and how was your day? Work and party. Hmm. I either was working or trying to get the house ready for Sunday. Okay. And that's basically it. <laughs> ah. But, yeah, Sunday was fun. I'm glad that everybody came out. Had fun with uh, karaoke and rock band and then watching the game and Cards Against Humanity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that got pretty twisted at the end. Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh... It was interesting. <laughs> mm. But yeah, so... Oh my god, so much food. And I forgot to even pull everything out. Wait, so. there was like... There was like pans and stuff we didn't get to try? No, I had frozen stuff that I was gonna heat up. I had, uh... Cheese sticks and... Um... Bagel bites. But by that point, everybody was getting full. <laughs> so I said, screw it, and I didn't bring it out. But yeah, so, uh... I've got leftovers forever. <laughs> See... Leftovers for days? If I had thought about it, I would have brought Tupperware. Oh, please. My food. Please. All the wings that were left over, I set and brought them to work for lunch today. And then I had a huge chunk of chocolate cake that the girls at work got me for my birthday. I said, screw it, it's Fat Tuesday. I'm going to live up to my name. Uh-huh. <laughs> and maybe before the end of this week, I can get my hands on some crawfish. Mmm, crawfish. Yeah, I was thinking about it. I've got I've got some sort of coupon for Joe's Crab Shack. I might have to go up there. I know of exactly one of those near me. Closest one to me is in Newark. I've got one five minutes away from me. And you suck a dick. No. <laughs> but uh yeah, I went to uh Red Robin, got my birthday burger. And now I've got to figure out how the hell I'm using all of my other coupons from all of the other things that I've signed up for. Because mm -hmm. holy shit, I have a lot of free food waiting. <laughs> I should have went and gotten free pancakes at IHOP today. Damn! Oh well. Next time. Yeah. I've got to uh, sign up and get everything ready so I can go to Medieval Times at the end of the month. Mm. <laughs> Yay for freebies! Alright. My weekend day has been pretty good. It's just work, work, work. Um, I am now getting ready to study for one of my certifications in Microsoft Office and Outlook, so... I pretty much know it inside out, but I'm going through the book just to make sure I got it covered, because I'd like to knock that test out Friday or Saturday. Um, now, can you take these tests anytime you want to? Something like that. 
and my location is becoming an official testing center for Microsoft Office. And eventually, it will be pretty cool. We become a testing center for all of the certifications, which would be pretty awesome as well. Does that do stuff with Excel too? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, it used to be where it was one test that covered everything. Now you can take a test based on different aspects of Office. I'm going for Outlook. And then if that goes well, I'm going to buckle down and see if I can do it for Windows 10. Well, um, good luck to you. Thanks. And I'm on week four of the gym, and I'm still going pretty strong with that. A uh, few days ago, I got my replacement memory back from... Where did I get it from? Uh, Crucial? Yeah, Crucial. Um, my new sneakers will be here, I think, tomorrow... Yeah, they'll be in tomorrow. Then I can take the ones I have back and get the proper skate sneakers that I like. Because I like how I look in those. And later in the week, I will have my brand new headset. Hopefully. You're getting a new headset? Yeah. Okay. Um, it's, it's a wired and Bluetooth wireless headset. And it comes with all of the accessories. Retails for 300 bucks. Discount it down to 90 so I jumped on that. Okay, that's nice. Mm-hmm. And after six months, Sounds I could... Sounds like you go through headphones like some of us go through pairs of shoes. Something like that, but here's the thing. The current Astro one is going to stay... Re- it's not being retired. It's going to sit here as part of the setup. This is just for podcasting. The new... So your new one is to travel with? Yeah, the V-Motors, that's for traveling. And it, and then I had an option of put it, getting free... You know how, like, my Astros have, like, plates on the side you can replace them with? Mm-hmm. The V-Motors have those as well. And because of the, the deal, I was able to get free 3D printing on them. Nice. Nice. So I got the Ronma One Half logo. Of course. Of course. Yeah, in red. Of course. Yes. And I do have a coupon for for a different set of plates, so I might get metal engraving, yellow engraving, have um, the Venus insignia, haven't decided. Of course you will. Well, well, you know, hey, it's my (laughs) fandom. I can't blame you. I mean, if it were me, I'd get my freaking monogram. There There you go. I mean, if you or if you do decide to get like Astros, doesn't matter which ones you can um, get like the plates with your insignia on them. I'll keep that in mind. Yep. I guess there's like a custom order like page when you uh get, when you go into their store or whatnot. Yeah. It's like uh, there's a link there if you want custom tags. Yeah, I'll I'll have to look into that. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, now that we got that out the way. Let's go ahead and start things off with our break. I think uh, Mako-chan will like the song that I picked out. I think it's kind of apropos since it was her birthday after all, so. Kick back, relax. I, I, I have to interrupt mm-hmm. just really quick. Yeah. Um, I'm on the College Humor webpage right now, and they've got the different Disney characters that would be for your state. Mm-hmm. So New Jersey is Geppetto from, you know, Pinocchio. Mm-hmm. And this is a little blurb. 
Well, sometimes falling into stereotypes for Italians, the more pressing <laughs> matter is the is the recent trouble with an angry whale. Chris Christie. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> nice. I, I just I, I had to interrupt with that. What does it say about New York real quick? Uh, New York. New York is Aladdin. Mm. Wavers uh, between absurdly rich and insanely poor with little in between and is pretty friendly to weird disease-carrying vermin. Mm. Sounds about right. Yeah. All right. Anywho, shall we go ahead and take our first break? Yes. We'll be back.
So, during that break, I decided to handle a little bit of business on Facebook, and problem solved. And what kind of problem? No, uh, friend requests that were popping up, and I'm just like, I don't know you, and it's like, who, where, why, and how, you know? You know, so it's like, who are you type stuff, and trying to figure out, this isn't an active problem. Good. Hold on. Check something real quick. And good. Even better. Yeah. Because there are some people, you know, I'm like, who are you? I don't know you. I'm just trying to figure out who said what to who. So, you know. And that's all taken care of. Now, let's get down to business. We're going to talk about <clears throat> Fabric Gate. It's what some people have started calling it. And I'm like, you know what? It, 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 it kind of fits. Alright, so pretty much Fabric Gate is a whole debacle with uh, Yaya Han and her fabrics. Now. When her fabrics came out, and I, and I saw the price. Jesus Christ, that's expensive. You know, that's a whole, that's a whole lot of money. Yeah, that was the first thing I thought of. It's going to be, it's going to be overpriced, and you're pretty much buying, buying it for the brand name specifically. Mm-hmm. And that's what a lot of things nowadays. It's like you're buying it because X brand is on this, so you know it's got to be that good. And sometimes it really isn't. So, I go ahead, and you know, see what, and I start reading up on some of this stuff, and and from what some cosplayers have said about Yaya Han's uh, fabrics is that it's just overpriced, and you're paying for the name. Yeah, for the most part, you know, all of the things that I've seen. Most of the line can be found in your fabric stores. It's going to be the same material or something extremely similar for fractions of the cost. Unless she has some super duper exclusive pattern that you pretty much have to have. It's not even a pattern. It's She's got... Um, a lot of uh, pleathers and armor pleather that has what look like rivets and things like that. That's not necessarily something that you're going to find everywhere. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, she does have She's some... acting like it's all, you know, Thai silk and uh, stuff like that. Well, the thing is, it's all coming out of um, China. So, I have a feeling that most of this she's either not seen or she saw a much better quality version of it before it went out. Because from what I'm seeing, you know, I don't think she would put her name to some of this crap. Wouldn't surprise depends me. On how, depends on how, you know, how badly she wants to extend the influence of her brand. No, because, I mean, she's getting a lot of hate. Mm -hmm. You know, she's getting a lot of hate just for being Yaya Han. Yeah. 
And to look outside of that and to look at the fabric itself, I can't see her using her own fabric for her costumes. No, no, no. It's sort of like... like that's like the rumor that uh, that Coke and Pepsi like don't use the, the the water that's in you know bottled water that made by Coke and Pepsi. They don't actually use to make Coke and Pepsi. You know, like the Sunny or yeah, what's the other stuff? Sunny, Aquafina, Avion, and all of that. You know, it's sort of like me talking about how I am pro AMD and I endorse AMD, but yet. I'm building Intel machines and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, a lot of this stuff, and I've seen a lot of different reviews and people that have actually gone to see the material. And they've, you know, almost every single person has said that most of the material can be found in Joanne's the same quality for much cheaper mm-hmm. because it's a cheap material. Mm-hmm. I mean, some people were talking about how they could get a better quality material for cheaper than she's selling her material for. But all the newbies that are coming in are going to buy because of her name. And you oh, want to know something? Yeah. That's one hell of a racket. And for that, I respect her for that shit. Oh, yeah, I've got, you know, I've... I have my issues with Yahya Han, and it's mostly for shit that she said. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, you know, do this and do this, and then she turns around and says, you can't do this. I mean, that's that's where my issues with Yahya Han falls. You know, she's she got this. She put her fabric out. She's making a name for herself. She's doing what a lot of other people and a lot of other cosplayers would love to do. She did it. And that's where all the hate is coming from. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think that if she, you know, one, she's not going to use this material. Because she herself can get material for cheaper. Mm-hmm. She's not going to use her own material. But two, there's a lot of quality issues with them. And I don't think she would use it because of that. I think she, if she was randomly going through Joanne's and looked at it and said, no, this material is crap. Mm-hmm. There have been reports of the backing already fraying off of the pleather. And this is, you know, it's not sitting around for months. This line just came out between the second and the third. Yeah. So, I mean, you're talking about a week that this has been sitting on the floor for a week and the backing for the pleather is already starting to come out, and the uh, the molded rivets on that armor stuff is already starting to flatten. So this I sounds mean, like some Chinatown toy shop shit. <laughs> I mean, that's that's what it's sounding like in some of these in some of these comments. But yeah, her her fabric ranges anywhere between twenty and I think forty dollars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Depending on the type. Yeah. And, I mean, the only really good thing that I've seen people talking about is her color selection. She's got a lot of brights and metallics. And also the fact that, um, you know, the, the type of stretch. But everything else is like, oh, no, I could go and get this for cheaper. Mm-hmm. And it's very, like... Uh, her brocades basically say that um, it's very, 
you know, it, it, all the colors are exactly the same pattern except for the peacock pattern. But everything else is, you know, it, it's just very, very similar. So you're not getting a lot, a wide variety of design. You're just getting a wide variety of color. Uh. But like this one, I don't know. Um, oh. uh, this one, don't waste your money. It's cheap. It sticks to itself, and it's exactly what's already at Joanne. The pleather is the only thing I would spend my money on, and you can buy it online for cheaper. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I mean, you've got fabric that, the way that it is, it's sticking to itself. It's not good. Like plastic wrap. Yeah. When you have to actually pull your fabric apart, because it's sticking to itself, that's not good. I don't know what she did or how she managed to land this fabric line to begin with, but I gotta know the secret. <laughs> Look, yeah. like I said, I, I I give her props for her hustle. I don't like how some of her hustle is, but you know, hey, she's got more money than me, so I ain't got shit to say. And if we go into our chat room at live.network.com, Nemesis47 says, Can we go back to a time before Yaya became some famous big titty chick and that sexist cosplay show she endorsed? Um, I wish we could go back to a time before that, but given how the cosplay community is, I don't see that happening. I and... would love for the cosplay community as a whole to go back to a time before that show. Mm-hmm. As in, grow the fuck up. And I don't know, well, like I said, I didn't really pay too much mind to the show outside of the reviews and then said, fuck it, it's not, wor- it's not worth my liver. I don't know if it was that sexist, but if it is, it is. Hey, I ain't gonna argue it. Yeah, and to top off Fabricate, mm-hmm. we get the uh, drama and controversy of somebody stating that she's allergic to the fabric. So allergic that her entire body where the fabric touched her has broken out into hives. Uh-huh. And this is her exact thing. Now remember, the line did not drop until February, I think, 2nd or 3rd depending on your store and your area. It was either the second or the third. So this person goes, um, her, her, it starts out that her friend started talking about this in comments. So she, or he, he, I guess. And this Alexander. was, and this was on, um, Facebook group cosplay complaint center. I'm, I'm kind of surprised something like this exists, but not shocked mm-hmm. by it. So I wanted to do a bunch of clearing up so she doesn't receive drama over this. I had not originally planned to go to ALA because I was waiting for the Joann's Fabric Store in my area to do a preview of her fabric, and it was the day of ALA, which sucked a lot, and I had a plane to catch at 5 p.m. to get to L.A. The store opened up around 8 a.m., but didn't release the fabric samples until 1, so I was rushing, picked out this really pretty blue stretch one, and left. I did not have any problem with the fabric at all. It was great, but I spilled paint on it by accident and washed it to get it out. Not uh, That not only fucked up the fabric, but it smelled burnt and barfy, mm. but I told my friend it was just my washer like a dumbass. 
Anyway, I left ALA and made it by ch uh, by 7 p.m., checked into my room, got into my OC. I was my own superhero OC. Around 9 p.m. to 10 p.m., I started to itch a lot, which was not something I experienced before in cosplay. And I've been doing it since I was 13. And how we old are you now? We noticed a few bumps but didn't care. So I was told to go outside and take a breath, and honestly, that's all I remember. I was covered in these giant rashes um, from... Various parts uh, of our body. Yeah, my vaginal reason, breasts, legs. I was freaking blue and could feel people lifting me up to get onto the ambulance. This had never happened before. Um, then says that they did blood tests at the hospital to confirm and that they weren't uh, this person wasn't allergic to anything uh, from the fabric but a weird weird chemical called Demphi. They use this to keep the fabric from molding but they have never seen so much used on a piece of fabric two yards long. And this person is still getting blood work done. So let's start with where the uh, big controversy is on that. Mm -hmm. Her time management? Number one. ALA was the weekend before the line released. Number two. This person had to be on a flight for 5 p.m. The and there's no way not... she's just going to go up and you just walk up to the plane. The security is like a madhouse. No, but not... Like, before even that, if her flight's at 5 o'clock, she doesn't get the fabric until 1 o'clock. And she even states that she had to go home, and she spilled paint on it, and had time to wash it, and I'm guessing dry it. So you're talking 1 to 5, that's 4 hours, she was able to buy the fabric, take it home, fuck up the fabric, wash the fabric dry the fabric, make the costume so that she could get on the plane for five, made it to check in at her room at seven, so I don't know where exactly they were flying to or from or whatever. And in the span of an hour or two, um, became extremely uh, rashy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's a lot of stuff not adding up. Now, um, go on. The friend is also say, stating that the fabric said, do not wash. And not for nothing, but that's bullshit. A lot of her fabric says, hand wash. Now, that's something new. Now, I've seen it from time to time. <clears throat> Cosplayers, they hand wash the fabric. And my first thought is, you're supposed to wash this? Oh yeah, you're supposed to wash see, the fabric before. See, I lit. I cosplays it a dry cleaner because mostly I don't trust how they'll end up after taking them out of the washer and dryer. No, no, before no, before you make the costume, you're supposed to take the whole bolt of fabric that you're using, you wash, wash it, it, dry it, then you cut your pieces and you go from there. Uh, yeah, because okay. the fabric is dipped in chemicals because the way they ship it. Mm -hmm. They don't want rodents getting into it. They don't want bugs getting into it. You know, things like that. It's done to preserve it. So you were supposed to take it home and wash the preservatives out. Oops. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
So, I mean, for her to say, and this is her friend. Her friend stated that the bolt said, do not wash. And that, you know, she washed it. And that's the reason why she's getting, you know, these rashes. Now, there's a picture of this girl's back. Mm-hmm. And from what I've seen, it is an allergic reaction. Except that looking at that, it looks like bed bug bites. Mm-hmm. Which if she had been in her room, into the in the hotel room, and she, you know, put her clothing on the bed, there's a very good chance that she got something in her clothing. And if that's something Yeah, and if that something started, you know, crawling around, which they do, if you're wearing clothing, they still crawl around you on like in the clothing and kept biting you, that's what it's gonna look like. So if this person is extremely allergic to bug bites, that's what it would look like. Now, I'm doing some reading, and this Demphi chemical, I'm not finding anything about it. But from what I'm reading, it, whatever, whenever the fabric is dipped in a particular dye, whatever that dye is has the chemicals that helps keep the fabric from being, like, tasty for rodents and whatnot. Yeah. Um, some people have been posting other things that this person has been posting. Um, my doctor called and said that they're still doing tests, but they are positive that something about the fabric, the anti-mold used on the fabric, and the detergent being washed in hot water is the reason behind me and others. She's the only person that's had a reaction, or that I've seen so far, having reactions toward it. And she's got a reaction. Yeah, because if there, were other people, if there were other people having reactions, they'd be screaming it from the mountaintops. And if we go in our chat I mean, it would be blowing up all over. Mm-hmm. Now, if we go in our chat room real quick at live.network.com, um, from Shinji Akari, he says, that, can, that could happen with any source of material, though. I've had wigs that have given me hives. And Kelly DeMighty says, a lot of these claims seem to be grasping at straws aside from people attesting to the crappy quality. So it, it just basically seems that people are just looking for a reason to hate on her. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, if you have extremely sensitive skin, and you know that you have sensitive enough skin that certain materials are going to give you issue, sit in the frickin', you know, get a swatch of the fabric, because they'll usually allow you to get, you know, a small sample of the fabric for either really, really cheap or free, and hold it on your skin, if after 10 minutes, you know, you're okay, then up it and, you know, maybe put it on a waistband or something and walk around. If your waistband starts, you know, itching, then you know the fabric is bad. You can't use it. Yeah. Like my old roommate, I mean, she's, her skin is very sensitive to various materials, so she has a special, she has to use a particular brand of laundry detergent that won't. Aggravated, and when she goes to make her cosplays, she finds out what material it is, and you know goes from the same routine so that she doesn't have to you know 
find yourself itching and scratching, you know? And the thing is, if it's a material that you really, really, really want to use, back it. Mm-hmm. Don't put that piece of material against your skin. Put something else against your skin and build off of that. Now you can probably stitch some, you know, like undershirts to the to the inside of it to uh, make sure it doesn't get on your skin. Mm. Uh, by the way, is it just me or I know you said there were bed bugs bites they kind of look like, but honestly, to me, they kind of sort of looks like fleas. It was fleas biting her. It could be that too. Mm. You never know who had the hotel room before you. Still looks disgusting. It does. And some hotels do allow pets. So, I mean, fleas could be possible possible if it's a hotel that actually allows pets. Because and you again, don't know what kind it, of people eat, like pet owners these people are who uh-huh. had the room before you. Yep. Hell, if, you know, if it's somebody that's coming from the south, it could be something like chiggers. It could be anything. Because you don't know who that person was. Hell, they could have smoked in the room... And, you know, the hotel might have changed the sheets, but they might not change the bedcloth. So if she's, you know, allergic to nicotine or something, and she puts that stuff down, and then she puts it on, she's going to have a reaction. Uh You never, ever, ever know. Kind of making me paranoid, you know, like... Like with, with all that floating around my head next time I go to a con and stay in the hotel room. <laughs> well, that's why one of the things you're supposed to do is check. You check your bed before. You don't put your clothing on the bed. You know, unless you fully know and have checked that everything is okay. Uh. But, again, it could be anything. It could have been the previous person's perfume. And they sprayed it on themselves, and some of it got on the bed. So, the fact that nobody else has come forward with any sort of complaints, besides fabric-wise, about allergies or rashes or itching or anything like that, this is the only person so far that I've seen. And the story is far-fetched. I mean, there have been people that have actually called all of the Joann's fabric stores in the area this person says they live in to ask them if they did an early release, and all of those stores said no. Hell, the time management alone is cause, causing a lot of red flags to go up, especially with the, saying you know, airport flight. They tell you to show up like three hours beforehand. Well, it it depends. It depends on the airport, but most of the time it's, you know, two hours to an hour and a half before your flight. So there's still travel time at that point. Unless she has like that fast pass, you know, but if you want to drop 120 bucks on that. I mean, you never, you never know. But at the same time, the time management, again, it, it doesn't, something is not adding up. Is she sewing by the seat of her pants? I mean, how can you how can you sew that quickly, you know? See, I halfway expect, to me, a, a regular cosplayer in a situation like that would have just taken the fabric, packed it up, gone to the convention, went to the hotel room, broke out the sewing machine, and handled business. Mm-hmm. 
That was the first thing I thought of as well. Wait, she's a co- I was like, wait, she's a cosplayer. Why not just like, like, aren't these cons full of horror stories of people, you know, sewing and making and and improving their cosplay, you know, hours before the con goes on? Well, there are people that specifically go to these conventions, and most of the time, the only time they leave their room is to do, you know, their the cosplay judging or the masquerade or something like that. And then they go back to the room, and that's it. They're specifically going to show off their cosplay, and that is it. Yep. And get their pictures taken. Yep. Not even that. A lot of them are going to do the competition. End of story. And as soon as that competition is over, their costume comes off and they're drinking. Especially That's like drinking. going to the convention to only stay in the game room the entire weekend. Yep, there are people who just go, who actually go to conventions and just hit panel to panel to panel, you know? Well, I do that too, but only to write reports and whatnot. I mean, I've seen people who spend the entire weekend in the game room. And I'm yeah. pretty sure some people even uh, like have have heard, have said that they uh, slept in the game room if they allowed that. Yeah. Or even if they there didn't. Are so, there are some people that do nothing but go and preview the anime that's being shown. Mm-hmm. And that's it. I mean, a convention has something for everybody. Yep. So they're gonna go and they're gonna do that one thing that they want to do. And when you're talking about costumes, and you get that high up. The one thing you're doing is competing, and you were working on your costume until you get judged, because you want to make it perfect. I guess maybe because I'm not a part of that, you know, echelon of uh, con goers, but I just feel if you over-specialize on something at a con, you're kind of missing out. Well, that's why a lot of the a lot of those people end up not being in it for very long. Yeah, and it's like, in a way, it's so different from cosplayers who go strictly for photography, and then when they realize by the end of the weekend, they miss out on so much shit, you know? Mm -hmm. It it happens. But yeah, so, I mean, this is, it's very, the entire thing is very weird. But you know what? Fabric-wise, if you want to go and test out the fabric, go and test out the fabric. If you want to spend the money to do that, you know, nobody's stopping you. But at the same time, as, you know, as a cosplayer myself, I would rather find a decent fabric for cheaper Mm -hmm. to be able to pull off the costumes better than just spending something on a name. Exactly. I mean, in a way, like, when I build my computers, it's the same thing. I mean, the most, one of the things you always spend the most amount of money on is your video card. And and there I am staring at these different video cards, and I know exactly what I'm looking for, and I see brands MSI, Gigabyte, Ace, Asus. And prices range from 30 to $500. And if you don't believe me, go to Newegg, go to Micro Center, Type in video cards, start the most expensive, that's the normal price, and people will pay that price. Yeah, they're paying for a name. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I I will find myself picking up, like, a gigabyte card that does the same thing as the MSI card for a fraction of the cost. 
Like, I have in my machine right now a 2-gigabyte video card by... I think it's gigabyte. Is it 2-gig card? This I bought it last year. It ran me maybe 35 40 bucks. And I'm looking at the shelf. If I, looked at, if I want something a little bit more, I'll probably be paying triple the amount. I ain't gonna lie, at one time when I was really getting into video editing, I did drop $100 on, on a video card, and it was amazing, but you know. Yeah, I mean, it, it really depends on what you're doing with it. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're doing a bodysuit, and the entire thing is being covered in armor, and you might see an inch or two at the ends of your legs and arms... You don't necessarily have to go with the most expensive fabric for your bodysuit. Mm-hmm. But there are people that will because it's, you know, oh, I've got to, it's got to be continuous. It's got to be perfect. I will know. Yeah. I will know the difference. Mm-hmm. All right. Now that we've Beaten that the, the like a dead horse, Ari. Like a dose of like a dose of money. <laughs> mhm. Tell okay. us about some some of the anime based games that are coming out this year. Uh, sure. One second, just let me get the uh, article. Mhm. Uh, bring that up. There we go. <clears throat> it's kind of got to give it a second to load. Mhm. Sorry. So yeah, all 10 anime games confirmed for North American release in 2016. Uh, the first one is Attack on Titan for PS3, 4, and Vita. I may have to pick up the PS3 one. Okay, you'll be able to take control of Eren, Mikasa, Levy, and more as you take the fight into the hulking monstrosities and to reclaim the city. And as it looks right now, you'll be able to do some Titan shredding this summer. Uh, Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth for PS4 and Vita. I think that just came out, too. Uh, you can recruit over 200 Digimon spanning entire series as you battle, search, and hack your way through the internet. Uh, colorful visuals, fun battle system, and nostalgia roster is perfect for any fans of the series. Why is it only for PlayStation? That sucks. Because it's Bondi. That sucks. Yeah, I know. Uh, let's see. Uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Eyes of Heaven for PS4 and 3. I may have to pick this up because I did like the anime. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Players will travel through alternate dimensions, different universes, and various timelines in order to fight up evil and present, prevent the collection of the Saint's corpse. Seriously. I'm having Castlevania 2 flashbacks there for a second where you gotta collect all of Dracula's body parts. You know mm. what I mean? Oh, by the way, I don't know if you know, but uh, Sympathy of the Night is, was released for free as a free download because it's now backwards compatible. Huh. I'll have to pick that up. You have an Xbox One? No. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Anyhow. Uh, Mobile Suit Gundam Extreme VS Force Ooh. for PS Vita. Uh. Take control of your favorite Gundams throughout the series' history, and and this tactical fighter allows for 2v2 fights or team battles. Team battles, you will control a team with six Mobile Suits for superiority. And you got things like uh, Unlockables, Reconquista in G, and Iron Blood Orphans. There's the first video game appearances for both series. That looks like it'd be a lot of fun. <clears throat> Uh, ooh, Naruto Ultimate Ultimate Ninja Storm 4 mm. for PS4, 
the bone and PC. And let's see, it's, it's made specifically for uh, the current gen games. And it takes full advantage of their power, huge team attacks, visuals. Oh, it comes out February 9th, which is... Oh, that's today. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure this is the game that's going to include incorporate characters from uh, Naruto the Last. Maybe. I, I, I don't know. Because if it is, I'm guessing everyone's going to like to create the uh, big goddamn kiss between Naruto and Inada. It's at least going to be a cutscene, I think. Probably. <laughs> uh, One Piece Burning Blood for PS4, Xbox One, PC, and Vita. Uh, it's a one-on-one fighting game. You'll be able to take full advantage of Devil Fruit in order to gain the edge of battle, just like in the anime. It means that Loki user can even avoid regular damage, but opponents will be able to put hockey to use. It comes out May 31st, and since I don't follow One Piece, I don't know what those terms mean. Sorry. Uh, it's just, they're just a bunch of bootleg pirates. Moving on! <laughs> uh, Persona 5 for PS4 and 3. Now, it's a new, sharper aesthetic to the series, while some of the mechanics is adopted along the way. Be the biggest this year. This will be the bi- biggest year yet, as you once again assume the role of a new kid. Base challenges head on and help clear the hearts and minds of those around you. Uh, I've uh, not played any Persona games, so I'm guessing it's got like his huge Byzantine plots behind it. Yeah, as, if I'm not mistaken, Persona's a spin-off of Shin Megami Tensei series. Something like that. I've heard of that. Yeah. I've definitely heard of it. Mm-hmm. And Pokemon Go for iOS and Android. I think we're all kind of hyped for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one needs no introduction. You're going to you know, wander around getting different Pokemon. Like, you want a water Pokemon? You find it by ponds, rivers, beaches, and lakes. The attention to detail along with generations of fans who wanted nothing more to become a real Pokemon master. Speak City, Inner Ash, Catch and that's all. And it comes out later this year. This also harkens back to the Pokemon Co- Super Bowl commercial. Which was amazing. Yeah, I'll have to talk about that in a minute. Mm-hmm. And uh, here we go, Pokken Tournament for Wii U. And in some places, Arcade. So yeah, it's a uh, Pokemon game created by Namco Bandai. You know, guys who made Tekken. I've talked about this a couple times. So mm-hmm. You'll be able to also experience... Mega Evolutions and I'm in battle and uh, you'll never be able to look at battles the same way again and it's got a link to the uh, current roster and Sword Art Online Hollow Realization for PS4 and Vita uh, you get to take control of Kirito once more as you journey back to the world of Aincrod setting for the first game with the anime <clears throat> things have changed and although the world appears to be the same Sword Art Online hides its own dark secrets this is the world that once killed you and your friends, so going back to prove to be a challenge. And uh, as it said, keep in mind these are only the games with a confirmed release for the North Amer- for North America in 2016. Mm. There are hopefully many other more we'll see later in the year. So yeah, it looks like it'll be a lot of fun. There's a couple of them I'm looking forward to. We'll see. I can think of a couple of these I want to get. Cool. <clears throat> okay. Maka, am I taking the next one? Uh, sure. Awesome. So, it seems there's a pervert impersonating Anime News Network staff. Oh, god damn it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, Anime News Network staff will always contact you from an AnimeNewsNetwork.com email address. Freelance journalists, photographers do not have an AnimeNetwork.com email address and will never identify themselves as staff. If a freelancer contacts you claiming to be on assignment from ANN, you should always verify their identity. A year and a half ago, Anime News Network was first informed about an individual, we'll call him Mr. Pervert, who was masquerading as an ANN staff member and luring cosplayers into uncomfortable situations online. At first, Mr. Pervert would contact cosplayers on DeviantArt.com with a message like this. Hi, I was looking at your profile and I wanted to know if you wanted to do a commission for me. I'm looking for someone I can talk to on Skype about anime and cosplay. It is for an article I'm doing for Anime News Network, and I am paying up to $350 for anyone who is willing to talk to me. The message would come from a DeviantArt account named after our staff member. Most online services, including DeviantArt, Gmail, Hotmail, etc., do not require proof of identity when naming an account. Mr. Pervert would then slowly move the conversation to email and then Skype. All the accounts would be named after our staff member. The email address, however, is the first solid hint that Mr. Pervert is not who he claims to be. All ANN staff use at AnimeNewsNetwork.com email addresses for work purposes. Uh, so Mr. Pervert has an address at gmail.com or another free provider. During the course of the com- uh, conversation, Mr. Pervert would often move the bar towards erotic cosplay and and photographs. However, in one case, he suggested nothing of the sort, but was found to be pleasuring himself during a Skype video call. Ew. In another case, he was asked a well-known, he asked a well-known burlesque cosplayer if she could help him recruit underage cosplayers for photo sessions. In every case that has been reported to ANN, we have worked to have the fraudulent, fraudulent online accounts closed by filing complaints with DeviantArt, Gmail, Skype, etc. If you yourself or someone you know has been approached by Mr. Pervert, please let us know by sending us an email at editors at AnimeNewsNetwork.com. Anime News Network has worked hard for many years to develop a reputation at the internet's most trust as the internet's most trusted anime anime news source. We've worked with dozens of staff editors and freelancers, and we vet all of our staff beforehand and trust that they are not only professionally competent but also ethically sound. We would never tolerate this kind of behavior from any of our staff or freelancers. So, yeah. Basically, it goes on to uh, tell you to, you know, yes, you may be contacted. You can be contacted by somebody that will want to do something for ANN. But to make sure that the email that you're being contacted from is an Anime News Network email, Mm -hmm. that they have credentials they can give you, that, you know, they aren't just some Joe Schmo. So, yeah. They're also asking that if you do get contacted by this person and are on Skype before you end the Skype call, please take a screenshot. That way they have uh, public images of Mr. Pervert's face. Yeah. They need a photo ID for him. Yeah. 
So yeah, so this has been going on for a year and a half now. What a fucking charmer this guy is, huh? Mm-hmm. And the thing is, it's not just, you know, these type of people will do anything to get either weird pictures or to talk to pretty girls or, you know, to get you to do weird things on camera or say weird things over the phone. And... They could be from anywhere, mm-hmm. asking about anything, and then all of a sudden, interviews turn weird. How much you want to bet this guy has weird fetishes, too? I wouldn't put it past him. No, I wouldn't put it past him. But, yeah, so, definitely, 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 if you do get asked, make sure that the person doing the interview and all of that is on the up and up. There's enough creeps out in the internet as it is. It doesn't mm-hmm. even have to be on the internet. There are plenty of these creeps at conventions themselves. Yep. That you start going, you know, you start having a conversation with them, and it turns weird really, really quickly. I've never been on either end of that, but I've actually been within earshot of it happening, and thank God there are other people around because they all just pretty much turned on the guy in a heartbeat. Sounds about right. I've been I've been on both sides of it, so it's like, yeah. And the thing is, also. If things turn creepy, say something. Mm-hmm. Because the person might not get that the question they asked you is off. And just say, you know, that's a personal question and I would rather not answer that and do it that way. Mm. If you are uncomfortable doing something for an interview or a photo shoot, don't do it. Mm-hmm. Now, it's interesting, in the chat room at live.blognetwork.com, Serenity41088 mentions foot fetish, and my first thought is, I have a friend who has a, I think she has a Tumblr or something like that, and from time to time she gets these anonymous questions from guys wanting to see her feet, and they're willing to pay, and I'm just like, Jesus Christ on a cracker. The Quentin Tarantino School of Fetishes. Mm. Anywho, now that we got that out the way, let, let's kind of let's kind of turn things more into a positive light. You know, let, let, let's try. And if some of you know this background music, you probably have a pretty good idea of where I'm going right now. We're talking. We're going to talk about one of my favorite manga artists of all time, Rumiko Takahashi. It seems that recently Comic-Con International announced that the Eisner Award judges have selected two individuals for the Will Eisner Comic Awards Hall of Fame this year, along with 14 nominees for four more inductees. The two pre-selected inductees are Human Torch creator Carl Burgos and Movement creator Tove Johnson. The 14 nominees for this year's four remaining spots are Linda Barry, Kim Deutsch, Rube Goldberg, Edward Gore, Bill Griffith, Matt Groening, mm-hmm. Jack Common, 
Francois Moly, George Perez, Antonio Proyas, P. Craig Russell, Jocks Tardy, Wolverine co-creator Herb Trimbet, and Rumiko Takahashi. It seems that the way goes, creative professionals working on comics are related industries, publishers, editors, and retailers, graphic novel librarians, and comic historians can vote online for four nominees, and the votes will continue until April 1st. In her, in her 30 year career, Ruka Takashi's created such manga series such as Yurza Yatsura, My Sini Koku, Mermaid Saga, Rumik Theater, Ranma One Half, One Pound Gospel, Inuyasha, and Rene, which is something I have to actually check out because I'm hearing it so good. Many of her works have, um, have become internationally popular and inspired anime and live action adaptations such as the live action Ranma One Half that. I would probably have to acquire on Blu-ray. And there's also been live-action uh, My Sneak Koku movies. She appeared at, at San Diego Comic-Con in 1994 and in 2000. She also received an Eisner Hall of Fame nomination in 2014. The convention did give Takahashi an Ink Pot Award during her first visit to the convention. Previous Japanese inductees of the Eisner Hall of Fame were Osamu Tezuka in, 20, in 2002, Kazuo Koike in 2004, Goseki Kojima in 2004, and Katsuhiro Ultimo in 2012, and you don't know who that is, he is the man behind Akira. Other inductees include awards namesake Will Eisner, Stan Lee, French creator Mobius, and Windsor McKay. This year's judges are journalist reviewer Brian Doherty, comics writer-editor Danny Fingerhoroth, retailer Jason Grazulis, uh, librarian Jason M. Poole, uh, and uh, Comic International board member Natalie Powell and academic slash scholar Carol Tillet. I am wishing and hoping for the best that Rumiko does uh, end up winning and being part of the uh, Hall of Fame. Hmm. Yeah, it would be nice to see another uh, manga creator get in there. Damn right. All right. Um, moving very long, looking at list here. Um, I, I think we've covered this before. Have we? Yeah, this is from 2014. I think we've covered this. All right, then we'll just skip that. Yeah, so yeah. You know what it is? I don't know if you've noticed, but you know what other article has started to make the rounds lately? That pillow thing again. Oh, no, no, no. No, 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 no. There's a reason why that's making its rounds, because the guy, the guy behind it is going to be at Katakon. Mm. No, the Netflix Legend of Zelda series. Oh, yeah. And I'm looking, I'm like, and I'm checking links, I'm like, this is from last year. And one of my friends got upset about it, because I told him it was from last year. I'm like, it's from last year. Look at the date. So, we're going to skip this about the cosplayers ruining cosplay thing that because that's something we can go on a tangent on we can dedicate a whole show to that we could dedicate a three-part miniseries to that mm. uh let's see what else uh let's talk about the uh the, the other the other part uh the top 10 most annoying things about anime conventions because i think we all can contribute to that shit mm. oh yeah he, uh, we'll do this round robin style. All right. Here's the first one. Top 
as top ten most annoying things about anime conventions and so forth. Number one, how do I get into voice acting? We've all had that one person in the audience who asks a notorious question of voice actors. How do I get into voice acting? Even if they cover it prior to their speeches and despite the notorious YouTube responses that answer the question as well. I'll have to click on that in just a bit. Most panels will be kind of answer anyway, or some will be short and sweet with the honest hard work approach. You know? No matter mm-hmm. how bad someone needs this question answered, please spare the audience and ask in private. Hell, when I do my interviews with various cosplay, with various voice actors, I even ask them, you know, how what to tell people who want to get into it. It's yeah, like you seem to do it right. It seems like these people's brains shut down right before that question is asked, or they take it and listen to it and just throw it aside. They're starstruck by their favorite voice actors. Mm-hmm. And I've had my own fanboying moments too, so yeah. I'm not. I, I can't really judge. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, uh, I'll take the next one. Go for it. Uh, ew. Bad hygiene, a.k.a. confunk. Mm-hmm. If you've never been to an anime convention and you've never experienced the poor, vile smell of a fresh, I've slept in my car without a shower all weekend on Sunday morning. Really? People have done... Ew. Anyway, it's usually the greasy-faced person sitting next to you with a disaster wiggling. Perhaps it was someone more fortunate but impotently lazy as I have ruined the experience for the entire hotel room and not touched the sink all weekend or showered off their makeup. To be blunt, when one raves all night on Saturday, please take a shower. No one wants to smell you or the Febreze ninja that lurks within the con HQ might attack. Actually, when I get the Febreze, it's less ninja-y and more... A more, you know, wave motion cannon, you know, commence primary ignition, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So, Mako? Uh, number three. I only have $20. <sighs> yeah. Um, and goes, uh, even my own personal friends have been guilty of this notion, only bringing the minimal amount to con. For example, I had an old friend who would spend Sunday gathering change out of their car just to get more fan gear from the artist alley, but expected me to pay for their food. Quick to say, we aren't friends anymore. Sometimes it's best to be an adult about these things. Even though your favorite all-time voice actor is going, or your senpai or friends, if you can't afford it, sometimes it's best to stay home and earn some of that cold hard cash for the next con you can attend. It's only sensible, and I'm not imagining this, right? I mean, come on, I've... I've even written a ports about, you know, going to a convo going to a convention on very little money. Yeah, Not I've, that it was intentional, but, you know. I have gone, yeah, I have gone to conventions with, like, 30 to $40 in my pocket for the whole weekend. And, you know, I really wanted to go. But at the same time, I've already packed, like, food to bring with me. I know for a fact I am not going to spend anything in the dealer's room. That money is for me to make it through the weekend in case something happens, you know? Mm-hmm. That, yeah, you've that, already yeah. budgeted your money ahead Exactly. Of time. I've done the same thing. I've You can go to a convention and not buy crap. Exactly. You can just go to hang out and have fun. I mean, yeah, maybe you 20 bucks of that money could go towards if you're hanging out at the bar, you know, or have one drink with friends and then go back to your room and do whatever. Number four. When someone comes to a con with absolutely no plan whatsoever. <laughs> Understandably, mistakes can happen during your convention car can break down, you get hurt, 
a hotel makes a mistake or you forgot a wig. We've all for we've all had that. We forgot a cosplay part and said either we'll try to pick it up along the way or just not wear it and say fuck it. Mm-hmm. How well and that it- creepy dread that comes over you when you open up the suitcase and fig- and you go, oh shit, it's not here. Mm-hmm. However, there are some con goers and even sellers who come to cons without any plans. Sellers, wow, whatsoever. No hotel, no transportation, no money, no food. Can you not? I mean. It's like their parent just dropped them off like, here, have fun. Seriously, if you have friends nearby that are going, put them in an awkward caregiving position where they just look at you in disbelief. If you don't have any friends yet at the convention, you might have the possibility of being suspended or kicked out. Please, please, just plan a little. Just a little, even. You can go online. You could Google convention checklist. You will find people who have posted lists of of stuff to have before you leave the house. I'm pretty sure that if you Google so you're going to a convention, you, you'll get all sorts of hits for it. You might even find a crack list about it. Yeah. Probably. I think Uncle Yo's actually put together a list. Mm-hmm. Also, thanks for playing the Uncle Yo bumper earlier. No problem. <clears throat> Anyhow, uh, number five, do not touch applies to props too. Can't tell you how many times my props have been touched or stolen as a prank. Wow. When in cosplay. Whether it's a giant pipe or a Pokeball, it's like people think they're able to touch and bend anything that is theirs. Most of the time, this is the younger con-goers, of course, who haven't earned a maturity badge yet. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, yes, even real grown adults do this, too. Yep. <clears throat> and a person goes on about, I played Russia, had a smaller Hatai costume, run off with the pipe that I worked many hours on. I received a chase after, and when I retrieved my pipe, they proceeded to jerk it and pull away from me. And she... In the end, it took me... Took her being near tears to gain my pipe back and since then being very careful about letting someone who is non-staff touch my props. <clears throat> there are many stories that can be filled with the space, whether it's wigs, clothes, props, or even cosplay is not consent. But it boils down to pure respect. Ask permission first. Also, maturity badge sounds like a really bad Pokemon badge. I mean, even I, you know... Like, there are times I want to take pictures, you know, and their props are position, and I want to move it. I always ask first, is there a few, I ask them, can you turn it this way? And they're not sure. I'm like, may I? And I can just, like, slightly touch it a certain way so it's, per- you know, I always ask. You know, a little common sense goes a long way. I agree with that one. Yeah. Number six, the cosplay elite, a.k.a. the snob elite. Uh, Elitism, a state of delusion in which one, the elitist, believes oneself and a small group with whom they associate to be less incompetent or more useful than the rest of society. Well, the less incompetent part could just just be the feeling of being surrounded by fucking idiots. Uh, That's not elitism. Technically, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have a cosplay or a mascot, you've more than likely ran into the snob elite. Those who put themselves higher than everyone else when they are normal people just like the rest of us. Now, hard work needs to be rewarded. If you're a voice actor, a winner in a costume contest, a well-known panelist, or any of the above, it's okay to be known. However, it's not okay to treat others like crap. The most annoying thing is when you see other cosplayers getting flack for their cosplay. 
It can be made, bought, or hand-sewn in the finest leather fabric, whilst being hand-embroidered by the gods themselves as you bless them with your precious body. But that still isn't good enough for the snob elite. No one should be put down for their cosplay because of price or time. We all spend some sort of time on our cosplays, whether we like it or not. If someone asks for critique... It's considered relevant to not mm-hmm. only critique, but to give them encouragement. In simple terms, don't be an asshole. No one likes an asshole. Listen, um, I no longer talk to this person, but he asked to see my, um, my cosplay photos from Katakan. Sure. Showed it to him. Now... I really wasn't expecting any criticism or anything like that. You know, I kind of expected, you know, oh, this is a nice shot, but next time try this or that, which is cool. No, he pretty much was critiquing how at my shots. I'm like, I didn't ask you to critique. You didn't ask to critique. You just asked to see the photos. You're not the greatest costume photographer yourself, sir. Yeah, there's there's a difference. I mean, if you're going to be... Just generally talking about, um, like a photo shoot or something like that, and critique it, say on Facebook or something like that. That's one thing. Mm-hmm. You don't go up to somebody and say your cosplay is shit. You don't go up to somebody and say you know you did it wrong. Unless they say, oh hey, you know you you have a good eye. You know, how do you like my cosplay? What do you think I could do better? Unless they ask you for something like that, do not give them something like that. And not, you know, not for nothing, but if you were going to give them a negative, give them a positive as well. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, um, you know, it's not the material I would have used, but you styled it really well. Something like that. You know, don't just go up there and be a dick and go, no, that's wrong. But at the same time, you're allowed to have your own opinion. So if you're having a conversation with somebody that is not part of that group, that is not the person pictured, that is not the person in character, that might not even know that person, and you turn to that person and go... I don't really like that cosplay. That's not bashing the cosplay. Mm-hmm. You are allowed to have your own opinion, and you can think cosplay is crap. Just just don't be, be prepared for people to, to react to your opinion. Well, no, just don't be a dick about it. You know, I'm very critical over Sailor Moon costumes. Right. And you know, when when you take a picture and. The, the skirt is right against their legs, and you can see that they didn't put anything under it. You know, I'm going to say something. Not to that person. When I'm looking at those pictures later, I'm going to say, that looks really off, and she should have done something about it. Right. You know, that's, again, my opinion, and mm-hmm. not being an asshole to the person. And I can have my opinion with my own friends. Alright, moving on. We're not real characters, we are human beings. 
This goes along with cosplay's not consent and generally us not being the actual characters. Now, we cosplay these characters because we feel connected to them in some sort of fashion. However, this does not mean we are open to being harassed because we are the villain or the hero costume. Countless times, I've seen people take hold of the character make it appear they are the only ones who can cosplay said character. For example, someone that is famous for cosplaying Naruto shouldn't try to take hold of Naruto. Character's not yours to begin with, he's copyrighted, you're the human being, there's no way you can actually be Naruto to make it difficult for others. And number three, instead of the cosplay, you should give encouragement to those who want to cosplay a character that's close to them. Share your headcanons and talk, it's good to be able to relate on a subject. Oh, I know this better than anybody else. You can't be Sailor Moon. <laughs> That's the first thing I thought of. You can't be Sailor Moon. You're Sailor Moon shit. I'm the only good Sailor Moon. <laughs> now, I... If I... Why, why did they use Naruto as an example? You'd think... Like, you'd want to have a lot of Naruto cosplays because, hey, that's the first thing people think of when you think of Naruto, the Shadow Clone Jutsu. Listen, look. When I'm in cosplay, if I see someone from my series, you know, I will say something that kind of goes on with that character or something like that, you know? Or if I'm not in character, I'm like... If I see, like, Tenchi, like, yo, Tenchi, what's up? Something like that. But I would never go and be like, oh, you're da 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 you know. I would only do that with some cosplayers that I personally know. And most likely, they're going to get a heads up before I even do that. So we could play it I off of each other. I remember I was talking to you, I think, one of the Otakons. You know, this was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And, like, in the middle of the conversation, you jump up and go, Ryuga! And next thing I know, I'm taking pictures of the both of you. Yeah. Because th- th- that happens, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I may, like, act a, like act like the character a couple times, but I don't... But I'm not the actual character. I don't, you know, act like the guy the whole time, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, I don't think it's wrong if somebody wants to stay in character. But at the same time, if that person who's trying to stay in character sees somebody else dressed in their character, they shouldn't be a dick about it. But it, but that's how it goes, though. You know, it's like I've been in my Dan cosplay, and people mm-hmm. should stop Dan like, like you're shocked because you know it's fun. It's funny. Dan's supposed to be over the top like that. Uh, shall we move on to the next one? Go right ahead. Number eight, unprepared panels. Oh boy, I have I have several comments. Have you ever sat there and been tortured over and over, gouging the eye, or had to sit through an unprepared panelist panel? Again, mistakes happen where PowerPoints cease to work, technical difficulties with mics or speakers, or even audiences are accidentally tripping over a cord. However, this section is specifically for those who have absolutely no plan but just a Q&A or, well, time to ask us questions. It's where there is no planning concerning seating chart game rules or anything applicable. If you want to enjoy your panel, want people to enjoy your panel, not like everything has to be stri- planned out to a T, but it does need some structure. Like that time that the panelists didn't show up and Ronma took over? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, uh, when was this? Oh, this was anime next, like, two years ago? No, longer. Huh? Three years ago. Um, was it Anime Next? Yeah, it was Anime Next. Then it's a while ago, because I haven't been to the last three or four Anime Next. So it was like four years ago. I think this is when, um, what's-his-name was still my roommate. Maybe. Yeah. Now, I have done panels. I mean, like, 
podcasting panels, I've actually put together like a PowerPoint presentation to get it done. For my Ronma panel I've done, I've actually had an outline put together so I know to click this and do this and do that. When I've done like, I used to do like cosplay 101 panels back in the day. It was more like ghetto rigging cosplay. I'm like, how to pull stuff out of your closets to do cosplay. That stuff I would do off the top of my head because I knew where I was going with it. So, But to be perfectly honest, doesn't matter what your panel is on. It only takes five minutes to Bing it or Google it and get some basic information. And if the panel is going to be packed full of people, you're going to be get a lot more information than that. To register participation for this week's episode of Anime Jam Session on vognetwork.com, use the passphrase caption. <sighs> Number nine. Let's have a photo shoot in the middle of blank. Uh, hallways. Mm. Narrow hallways. Dealer's room. Panel room. A moving line. <laughs> Conga line! Yeah. One picture or two is fine, but do you, ha- do you ever have those annoying photo shoots that seem to be at the worst place at the worst time? Yeah. Move. See, Not or, even just really big, or even just really big photo shoots at really popular locations. Well, you know, I... Fucking fountains, fucking gazebo, you know... That's, I mean, that's something but that's okay. different. That's when okay, ta- though. Yeah, when you're talking about, say, Zenkai Khan, and you've got a bunch of people moving around because a lot of the, you know, the the auditorium rooms for concerts or the bigger panels and main events is all on one small hall. So you've got a lot of people on one small hall. And then you've got a lot of people standing around because they're online. And then you've got a lot of people going, hey, can I get your picture? So then you've got not necessarily the subject of the photo in the middle of everything, but the photographer in the middle of everything. Look, I'm guilty of doing similar shit. I mean, like, I'll, go, I'll walk through the dealer's room, like, as I grab a couple of pictures, and I have actually pulled three or four people for a couple of quick shots, and that's it, you know. I know I'm guilty of it, but, you know, I try not to, like, next thing you know, it's like a massive photo shoot right here, right now, you know? No, that shit, you know, it, it, it's one thing if there's enough room in the dealer's hall to do something like that. Like, like Zenkai's. Yeah. But when you've got something really, really tight and a lot of people, don't fucking ask people for a photo. Or say, hey, you know, do you mind moving over here so I can get your photo? Most people won't mind moving, you know, a foot. So you can get out of everybody else's way. Because that is the one thing that annoys me, is when traffic is actually flowing, and then people just stop because of photos. Mm-hmm. I know Oticon has, you know, staffers all over the... the uh... Skywalks and you know telling people to keep it moving because they don't want you know people clogging up the hallways with taking photos. Mm-hmm. One more, want to take it? Anybody could take that. Well, we're going in order, so who's going in order? So yeah, is we're it... going in order, so it's you. Oh, sorry, right, right. My bad. Number ten. 
Where's your mom? <laughs> Example one. When you're rooming in a hotel room with a minor and they have no way of transportation, no common sense, you'd literally teach them to survive a few days without mommy and daddy. Example two. When you're walking down a hallway and you get tackled by a small fan, except that they're not small. You're ready for the praise, but your back and your props have you worried out of your mind. Example three. When you see a teen crying in the hallway, you see their friends comforting them, and you wonder, where are the parents, guardians? For the last fucking time, a convention nor the staffers are your personal babysitting bitches. If your child wants to go to a convention and they have never been before, you better book that hotel room and make sure you are in that room with them. As they're going to the convention, you better be with them. You don't have to be with them all the damn time. Sure, give them some time to meet up with some friends. Go eat. Go to a panel. But check in on them. If shit happens, you are there. I remember an anime next where something happened. Parents could not find their co- their daughter, and she was dressed as Riku from Final Fantasy X. Yes, that may be reversed, but it's the same damn thing. And now with the fact that phones are dirt cheap, if by chance you do drop your anklet of a child off at a convention. Give them a phone. Give them an extra battery. Tell them to call these numbers if something happens. You want to give that child the independence, that's fine. You want to drop them off, this one. But if shit happens, make sure they have a way of getting a hold of you. If they're going to be with their friends, make sure that their friends have your number. So if shit happens, they can get a hold of you. Because believe you me, if I had a daughter... And I'm going to a convention, and normally I would be there in my own room with my wife, whatever. But in that rare instance that I can't go, or she feels that she wants me to trust and let her go, if something happens, I expect a phone call from her or her friends. Because if I get a call from somebody else that's not them, somebody's catching an ass whooping. And maybe more than one person besides my kid. I don't want to see how you'd react if the cops call. I'll be like, you can keep the child. Click. <laughs> yeah, I. the thing is, it's not just parents just dropping kids off. Mm-hmm. It's kids not fully explaining to their parents what the fuck is going on. Mm-hmm. You know what? You're 16. You're underage. You don't need to be going to a convention to get laid by 20-year-olds. Yeah, that's right. You don't need to go to a convention to get into room parties so your ass can get drunk. That's right. That's what college is for. <laughs> oh! But she has a point. The inverse of this, I hope that, that like, my kid you know, someday, like, discovers this, you know, without me giving any kind of context to it, it like comes up to me like ask like tells me about it, and then I just like click and I go into full you know education mode on this shit mm-hmm. well, shit the I'm... other the other thing is you know you're 16 this girl could go 
Oh no, I'm 18, I'm legal. Or no, I'm 21, I'm legal. And then the next day, the parents are coming down on your ass, you know she's only 16, and then you're the one getting in trouble. Yes, that almost happened to me one Otakon, one of the people that stayed with us. I thought she was of age, because she said she was. I found out through mutual friends that she was, and I'm just like, son of a bitch. And as Dark Jet C says, the views and opinions of Anime Jam Session. That no, no, dude. This is the views and the views and opinions of not just Anime Jam Session, but anybody else that has gone to a damn convention that has to deal with this. We burned our stripes on this shit, man. There's a reason why my hair is going gray. Damn it. God. All There's right. a reason why I don't trust kids. And I consider anybody in their 20s and younger kids. And for the bonus, post-con blues. Monday hits you like a brick. The only way Monday will hit you like a brick is when you realize you're going back to your shit job. There have been many times I've gone back to work on a Monday, and I felt great. Because I liked my job. There are times I hated my job, and I was like, fuck, I gotta go to work. I don't mind going back to work after a convention. I just miss people after a convention. Post-con depression, yeah. I think yeah, I'm, I'm kind of like that. It's not that I don't I don't like my job. It's just that I'm actually you know happy for lack of a better term at one of these conventions. You know, hanging out with you guys and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I don't like being away from that. Fair enough. And. Now that we got that out of the way, I am going to go ahead and open up the Skype line, and we're going to do the open forum topic. There's that music. The open forum topic is where we post a question about a topic in the anime cosplay fandom. If you don't want to use your real name, just put a different name, and we just ask that you be civil. And this week's open forum topic is pet peeves. There are things that people say and do at conventions that annoy us to no end. Has it happened to you or someone you know? From Serenity41088, she goes, she has a few pet peeves and so forth. Pretty much people that don't shower, people that smoke weed, get drunk and shit on themselves. Ah, from Kelly. When you meet someone new and within five minutes they want to tell you all the terrible shit they have endured in their life, or you think you are making friends with someone, but they leave you mid-conversation hanging out with someone seemingly more popular. Oh, God, I've been on the receiving end of that. Yeah, so have I. Pretty much in the top ten, we've covered pretty much what I figure what my, t- my pet peeves are. My, one of my pet peeves is, like, in the hotel. You have your section of the hotel room. Keep your stuff in that section. It's my hotel room, so I get the most of the space, which means I get this corner of the room along with the table and this section here. I don't mind sharing, but just leave things the way it should be. That's all I'm asking. What about y'all? Mine is very similar. Mm-hmm. 
when cosplayer shit explode over the entire room. Yes. You don't need all of that room for your shit. It's even worse if it's mostly props. You know, I don't mind the props and shit. You nope. put that shit to the wall, end of story. And there is spots in the, in the closet as well. Yeah, but I've roomed with some people that their shit explodes over both beds, all over the floor, and my biggest, biggest pet peeve is the fucking bathroom. Hmm. That is a communal area. If your shit is the, over the entire counter, that's bullshit. Pack that shit up when you're done with it. You know, I don't yeah, give I, a shit who you are. You can pack up your fucking makeup and put it away so that the next person that uses the bathroom can actually get to the fucking sink and brush their teeth. I can't tell you how many times I've, you know, roomed with cosplayers that their makeup has exploded all over the bathroom and I can't even, I, I can't get to uh, yeah, the sink. Yeah, I, I, I've dealt with that too. I mean, like, all I want is my section of where my, where my hygiene bag is and that's it. That's what I do. I just put all my hygiene stuff in the corner where it'll be out of the way. I mean, I've got my own makeup for, you know, for characters and stuff like that. Hell, I've brought, you know, like face paint makeup, and I still put that shit away when I'm done with it. Mm-hmm. I've brought hair stuff, and I put that shit away when I'm done with it. It might be, you know, grouped together, but it's still out of the way so that other people can use the fucking counter. That is my biggest pet peeve, is not being able... To either find my own shit because everybody else's has exploded all around mine, mm -hmm. or not being able to get to the sink to brush my teeth. There was one convention it got so bad that I actually just took my arm and moved everything to the side, and I didn't give a shit whose it was. Let them sort it out? Well, if they're going to leave it all over the place, yeah. Sounds about right. I would not go into somebody's home if I was staying there overnight and put my shit all over their crap. It's just, it's not needed. Agreed. And as Shinji Akari says, that would drive me nuts too. And no calls on the Skype line, so I'm going to shut it down. Bye-bye, people. The, the one, one pet peeve I have, which is I think, think is a little different than everyone else's, because we've covered all the major ones in the article and just now, mm -hmm. um, it's when people over the weekend will latch on to a, to a single word or phrase that they think is popular and just scream it routinely or constantly all over the place. Like, I think one Otakana was butt scratcher because a family guy. And oh, one yeah. Magfest, it was the uh, uh, sound effect from Colossus in the uh, X Men arcade game. Mm. That was one of the Magfests I went to. Yeah, that shit got annoying after a long, after a little while. Not even a long while, just like. Five minutes couple... late. Five minutes late. Will you stop? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that's the kind of things that uh, piss me off. 
Christ. Alright. Now that we... Oh, that shit... Okay. As Dungeon Buster says at live.vognetwork.com That's just rude. If you're sharing a space, you're sharing a space. I mean, I kind of love it, you know, when people come in at the last minute, like, alright, you paid your share, you have the floor. And they cop an attitude because they are on the floor. They feel they shouldn't pay as much. Hey, I'm not saying you can stay on sleep on the floor. You can always bring your sleeping bag or something, you know, you don't have to sleep on the floor. And as Shinji Akari goes, or the just do it thing. I don't know, I kind of liked that. I I, I kind of liked that, you know. That was stupid. Alright, no. No, I liked it. Just do it. Don't let your dreams become dreams. Those two things I was cool with. Now, as he goes, as he says, when they just can't say they have to go through the whole fucking routine. Okay, that's annoying. If you're just saying just that one phrase, those, either one of those phrases, I'm cool with that. No, well, it gets annoying when that's the only thing said over and over and over again. Mm. Well, you know me. I have a high tolerance for shit. Yeah, you hang out with me. There you and go. Me. There you go. Buddies. Aw, oh, damn. I should have gone and gotten my Annie Ann's pretzel. Whoops. Oh, well. Swing and a miss. I've got to go get my uh, Buffalo Wild Wings tomorrow. Free birthday wings? Mm-hmm. All right, you need to email me a list of these things so I can have them on standby <laughs> for my birthday. Yeah, because this is all new to me, too. I only uh, one I, only one I have is Pinkberry. That's the only one that I have. I've got Moe's. I've got Buffalo Wild Wings. I think I've I have Moe's. I've got IHOP. I've got Annie Ann's Pretzels. I've got um, a scoop from Baskin Robbins. I've got $30 off of Benihana. <laughs> there is a Benihana right by my job. I haven't been able to go to Benihana because the closest one is in Edison. How much are the? Uh, how much do you have to spend at Benihana before the coupon kicks in? Um, let's see. You can only dine Monday through Thursday. It can't be combined with any other offer. Um. Offer requires the purchase of one full-priced adult entree on your guest check before the certificate is applied to additional items ordered. Hmm. Because when it says, I heard $30 off, and they go, okay, you have to spend at least 100 right? Because that's how shit like that usually is. No, it's basically a buy one, get one. So if you sit down and you have a $30 meal, you get a $30 meal. That's when you go with a friend and split it, and you're both only paying 15 Because that's what I'm doing with the uh, Medieval Times. Mm. It's a, basically, it's a buy one, get one. So I'm going with my cousin. It'll be $30 for the both of us. And we get to be entertained. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Okay, okay. Alright. It's time for the party show that everybody loves. Strange news from Japan. 
I'll take the first one. Go right ahead. Seventy-year-old woman tortures her son's room for not cleaning up the mess. That's a little disproportionate. <laughs> Tell that to my mother, Lord rest her soul. Police in Toda, Saitama Prefecture, have arrested a 70-year-old woman on suspicion of setting her son's room on fire. Eiko Sasaki is suspected of setting fire to her son's room at about 9 a.m. Sunday. Sankei Shibui reported. The fire spread and destroyed the 50-square-meter apartment. It's a small-ass apartment. Have you According seen mine? Yes, I know. According to police, Sasaki has admitted to the charge and was quoted as saying that she was upset with her 50-year-old son for letting magazines pile up in his room, so she decided to burn them. She said she lit a newspaper and threw it into the room while her son was out. I mean, I know it's because of the fire, but this woman has no chill. Now, let me tell you something. Growing up in a black household, hearing threats of, if you don't clean this mess up, I'm throwing your shit out. Or I will torch that shit. I will put that shit somewhere you can't find. Please. Please. My mother would probably be like clapping, be like, good for her. <laughs> shit. Let's see. What else do we have here? Men's shoe theft. Meanwhile, Hal Bundy's like, thank God. Police in Hiroshima said on Saturday they have arrested a 25-year-old man on suspicion of breaking and entering into an apartment where he stole two pairs of men's shoes. Police said they have questioned the suspect, Atsushi Kawazoe, over nine other similar thefts and more than 80 pairs of men's shoes that did not belong to him were found in his apartment. Police quoted Kawazoe, a company employee, as saying he got turned on by the odor of men's shoes. Well, everyone has it. Hey, hey, hey. Everybody has their kinks. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, but that kind of stench. Dude, there are guys who get turned on by getting kicked in the balls. Anywho, Kawazoe told police he broke into the apartment, same apartment he actually wore twice last November and December, sold two pairs of men's shoes, the charge on which he was initially arrested for. Christ. Yeah. Oh, Mako-chan. <laughs> Only one left. So, yeah. Police investigate the theft of over 330 hand straps from Tokyo trains. Um, the series of thefts have been reported by several railway companies in the capital since last November. According to police, Tokyo Metro said that 300 hand straps had been stolen from trains on the Hibuya subway line between 6 a.m. and 10 a.m. on Wednesday. Oh, three, sorry. Another 80 hand straps had been taken from trains on four other subway lines since early December. Um, let's see. The operator of the of the lines reported about 200 missing hand straps since last November. Well, 50 have disappeared from 
Odaku line train since December. The number of missing hand straps for all railway companies as of present tops 330. According to investigators, all straps had been removed from the train along with their belts, leading police to believe that the perpetrators may have used tools to loosen the screws while riding on the trains. However, no passengers have reported seeing anyone take the straps on any of the trains. And police are believing that the hand straps may have been stolen for resale purposes. Better start checking eBay! So you're talking about 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. on Wednesday. That's a work day. It'll be very crowded. And nobody's noticing that somebody is stealing hand straps? I will say this. Being on 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 a crowded subway train, there's a lot of shit you don't notice. You are more focused on getting to work and getting home. Yeah, but wouldn't some people actually be using those hand straps? If they time it where when people are taking their hands off the straps and switching, you can grab them then. Mm. Is it a, if I can't have a seat, no one can kind of thing? Maybe. Because there's not a whole lot of raw material in those things, you know? Yeah, but they'll just be sold for money, you know, and all that good shit. Somebody, I guess somebody has a debt to pay to the Yakuza. Mm. Alright. I'm done with this. Let's go ahead, get to our last tracks, and wrap shit up. How does that sound? Fine by me. Good, I'm tired. And I'm hungry. Hi, hungry. I'm tired. But at least I'm not hangry. No, you're hungry. Yeah. We'll be back.
I keep forgetting, depending on what topics we talk about, we run long. Yep. I think this is the longest we've ran all since since New Year started. But anywho, let's go ahead and run through this so we can all get out of here, go eat, go sleep, go read, go game, do whatever. If you like what you heard, tell a friend. Then in turn will tell another friend and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters. We do this for the fun of it. If you have any questions about the show or anything, ideas, suggestions, praise, flames, whatever, drop us a line at podcast at AnimeJamSession.com. Again, that's podcast at AnimeJamSession.com. Let us know what's up. We are here to believe you. Check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com where we post all of our convention videos, reviews, articles, and all that cool stuff. And for some reason, you can't access our site for our podcast. You can find us on Podcast Alley, iTunes, Stitcher, Miro, Double Twist, Blueberry, Groove, TuneIn Radio, and coming soon to Google Play. Check out our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Anime Jam Session TV. Where we post all of our convention videos, cosplayer interviews, voice actor interviews, and, all, and panels and all that cool stuff. So definitely check it out. If you want to check out our personal YouTube pages, you can find me at youtube.com slash DJRonTheS. Ari is at Ari22682, and Mako-chan is at JupeLuna. Twitter.com slash Anime Jam Session is our official Twitter page. Follow us there for updates on our website, conventions that we're going to, and other things of interest you might want to check out. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can find me at Twitter.com slash DigiRunMess. Ari is at the Ari Man, and Mako Chan's over at Joe Bidea. Facebook.com slash Anime Jam Session. To everybody that's liked our page, thank you so much. We really appreciate the heart, everything that you've done. As long as you continue to like the page, we'll continue with the hard work and bring you more content, more video, more photos, everything. If you want to interact with us um, on Facebook, you can find me at facebook.com slash imdjronmess or that Mess guy. Facebook.com slash Ari Rockefeller for Ari and Makoto Makochan Kino for Makochan. Don't forget, we are not the only geek uh, podcast on the VOG Network, thus named Voice of Geeks. There are other cool shows you definitely have to check out. There is the Star Wars Power Coupling Podcast, The Geek Card, The Bobby Blackwolf Show, Orange Lounge Radio, Critical Myth. Hey, we just hung out with that guy. Awesome dude. British Invaders, Pod Culture, Electric Sisterhood, and Girls Gone Wild. Oh, these geek shows cover almost everything in the geek spectrum, so finally check one out and take a listen. Now we're gonna go around the room and go with last words. Last words, Ari. I've been getting in the chess over Facebook Messenger. It's actually pretty fun. Ooh. Also, my cat is being a cuddle slut right now. Hmm. Sunny. Okay. Back. Right, last words, Mako-chan. Mako-chan? Mako-chan. Hi. Last words? I'm making a list of everything that I've already got and that I want for LEGO Dimensions. Ah, uh, priorities. Yes. My last words is... I'm hungry and I want to eat and watch NCIS. That is it. End of list. We'll be back next week. Uh, same jam session time and station. <sighs> I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. I'm Mako-chan. 
great fight, great night. See you next week. See ya. Night. Say goodnight, Mako-chan. Goodnight, Mako-chan. Yeah, that wasn't so bad. Don't. This podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol-whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on this show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!